Welcome to Game Study Hall. Hide your DS in a book and act like you're working. It's Game Study Hall. And you're playing WoW Classic. Yes. Is that your like, primary game right now? Yes, yes it is. It's quite nice. I'm in fact in a raid right now. I, mean, I guess technically I enjoyed it because I got paid all that money to play it. Um, yeah. But I, I've been on a real like, co-op game craving lately, and I can't convince anyone to play... Either I can't convince anyone to play the game I want to play, or they don't want to buy the game. Like any games we both agree we want to play, they don't want to buy. So I'm like, stuck with all these unplayed games. Yes. Like Far Cry 5 was just on sale. And I haven't played one since the the Caveman one. Um, but I, I like, kind of like the, the Far Cry games. Were these in Montana? No, that's 5. I think 5 is Montana. No, there's one where you're, it's actual like Stone Age. You like, ah. build a club and fight bears. Um, so th- this is the first one I've played since then. I, I only put like an hour into it, but I know it has like full co-op. Whereas 4 just had like the open world stuff as co-op. Well, my friend does not like Far Cry. He wants to play Dead Island, and I hate Dead Island. I think we even did an episode about how much I hate Dead Island. Maybe. The um, is that it, the zombie one? Yeah, this is the the first person zombie like RPG ish game, which is a good concept. I like the idea, but the game ends up being very flat. Like, it has talent trees, which I was excited about, but all the talent trees are just, you know, do 5% more damage, reload 5% faster. There's not a lot of weird mechanics, but, like, get an extra ability that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's the it's basically the, like, the bad versions of the WoW talent tree, the boring part, not the fun parts. Like, you get new skills and stuff changes. Yeah. Right, like, I, want, I want the talent tree to, like, fundamentally change the game. Well, the problem with that, though, is then from a design standpoint, you're either designing the game around the finished talent tree, in which case then it's nice and balanced then, and without it it just feels lacking, or you're designing it without the talent tree, in which case once you get the talent tree it's just like completely broken over the top. But I, I think that's... I mean, especially, it's like, I mean, this being a co-op game, I think that's exactly what... It's at least what I want, where like... It's a balanced game mechanically and then the talents are exciting because each one of them is like more and more breaking the game in a way that is fun or silly or over the top and when you get that last talent you should feel like you know you're a god and you know you get to like a whole new two blocks right yeah i guess as long well it depends on how easy is it to respec uh, in Dead Island, I don't remember. Because you don't want this thing where it's like, oh, geez, I can't change my spec once I do it, or I'd have to like start a new character, in which case then people feel like, you know, it's almost like, oh, I don't want to risk missing out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's... Not having respec is a crime. But that's... I don't think that is related, right? No, I think it is, because if you do allow respecking, then you don't necessarily have to have everything be, like, broken or not broken, because you can just, they can cycle through everything until they find out what they want. Yeah, 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 right. It, it lets you fundamentally find the way you want to play it, but 
that still uh, requires that the talents be fun to use, right? Yes, but like I'm always assuming that you're never going to get it like 100% equal. No, that's what I'm saying. That, is that's you, hard. you don't worry about it being equal, right? You make the untalent, you make no talents the, the like the balanced equal spot. And like as you're playing, but then you how just, do you solve you, the problem of the game getting too easy once you get your talents? And that's always going to happen, right? No, I think I think you can. If you design, if you balance a game really tightly, it can be something like, okay, once you get this talent, this is when like the enemies start getting whatever. Well, right. I mean, so like a an amazing game would be one that, as you get your talents and the game becomes like more and more broken, like in like the good janky way, we're like, oh, I can't believe I can do this now. But the enemies start being more creative in response. Yeah, like the enemies um, gain. But even in the circumstance where that's not true, I would say you still want the talents to break it because the alternative is the talents aren't fun to have. Yeah, actually, I do agree with that. I was thinking of uh, Final Fantasy VIII, right? Which I haven't played eight, but isn't that the one where every enemy, including bosses, scales with your character's level, so like it's impossible to grind? I don't know if it's every enemy, but it is a lot of, or like every. I don't think it's all the bosses and everything. But I know, yeah, the enemies scale with you. I just remember reading something where it's like the like the optimal way to play that game is actually to stay at like close to level one because right because you like get all that, the like interesting the, abilities that yeah, but like the stair step of like going from one to two is a very big jump, and then two to three, three to four. But if you stay like at or around level one, then you basically are just like absolutely godlike once you get the correct combinations of they weren't called materia in that game actually guardian I forces i should play it eventually. i that's the game i tried to play i think it was like six times and i kept my log kept getting ruined in some way so i just gave up and i will never finish that game yeah six i Whatever. think six is my max for a three disc or four disc uh, PlayStation 1 RPG. Yeah. Let's see if you can get it on an emulator and play it like times 10 speed. I actually don't. I think I own it on Steam. Can you play it at times 10 speed? Maybe. The problem with times speed is... Uh, then just... you don't get to listen to the music? Well, I, I could just play the, the soundtrack on like YouTube. No, it's, it's when you get stuck in those like weird edge cases where the, the area you're traversing is too small that... Times ten speed, you can never get where you're going, but it's long enough that it's too annoying to do it normal speed. What do you mean, like? If the hallway oh, is don't... long enough that it's annoying to walk through, but not long enough that at ten times speed you can hit your target of like where you want to leave. Ah. Also, there's some timed missions if I remember correctly. Uh, I know nine has a timed thing where it's like you need to get to the final dungeon in under twelve hours, but because of the way the PAL works, they didn't change like the timing, and PAL runs at like fifty hertz instead of sixty hertz. So instead of it being just like a, you know, if you're playing this game normally, you can hit it if you know what you're doing. It's like only the best speedrunners can hit it. Weird. I mean, I guess that because it's basically right. every fifty in-game seconds. Or no, it's every 60... 
you get the you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's running at a different yeah time. I mean, I also just have no patience for yeah. those games anymore. I'm not entirely sure how I ever did. <laughs> Because, like, even the, the good parts of Final Fantasy VIII or seven or six could be boiled down to, a, like, a much smaller unit. I mean... I, 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 I like games that have a good grind. I mean, as I... I mean, yeah, right, but that's, that's a fundamental difference about our, our gaming preference. Yeah. Like, I think that the, the length of the grind can still influence how enjoyable it is. Yeah, well, I, I'm more compelled by, like, a d decision in a game. And because the, the, the example I'm thinking of is, like, Final Fantasy VI, like, three American, um, where, like, after the world ends, it's really, you just, like, regather your team and go fight Kefka. Yeah, technically you only need to get uh, you start with Celeste, you just need to get Sabin and Setzer, right? You could technically three-man it at that point. I, I don't remember. I mean, I watched that like crazy speedrun where the guy uses triple uh, sevens and save states to beat the game. Uh, which is pretty cool, but it's like super long. Um, but no, I, so the thing I'm thinking about is there's no reason... And other than speed, there's no reason not to just go get your whole party back. You know, there's no, like, ticking clock or anything like that. It's just, okay, go and get everybody, and then you're the strongest. Yeah. Um, but if there was... If getting everyone back was, like, a decision, right? Like, Oh, if you can only get, like, one or the other? Yeah, or, you know, you had to do certain things, and, like, people you don't rescue join the other side and... Right, so like you have to invest resources to save someone, but then if you don't invest those resources or that time or the effort, then they work. You know, it works against you. So basically, like Fire Emblem Three Houses. Is that the one with incest? They all have incest, but yeah. yes, but it, that's is, the is one that where how that works. Like the the people you don't recruit. It's basically in the first part. You're like the teacher at the college. And you can like recruit the kids to like be your friend, even though you're like part of a house. You can recruit kids from other houses, but then any kids from other houses you don't recruit will just be people you have to kill in the second half. That's gruesome. Yeah, and then you know the characters in your party will like react to it, and they'll be like, "We killed Ferdinand. Why do we have to kill Ferdinand? He used to be our friend, Professor. He was your friend, and you killed him." But wasn't Ferdinand trying to kill you? Yes. But he was like really reluctant. He's like, I'm sorry, but I have to side with my father and my country over my friends. That's great. I mean, he could have just went home. No, no, it's a... Basically, the, the main character of the one house is like the future emperor of a country. She's just bad and stupid, and she just causes a war. And like, it's all her fault. Edelgard. Did you side with her? Of course you can side with her. It's fun, because then you can be the person to go wage the war. It's actually, despite being called Three Houses, there's four different routes, plus a fifth route, which is DLC. 
Uh, but basically, you can... Um... Oh my god, we pulled a boss. I didn't realize we pulled a boss. It was Molten Core, so it's hard. Yeah, I know, but like... I was I was just tabbing. Playing Peggle. Yeah, exactly. What boss are you going to? Golem Egg. Which one's that? The one with Ragnaros' window. Is that the core hound? The giant core hound? No, it's the giant magma giant. Remember the, uh... No, you can see Ragnaros from here and you step in the lava yeah. and die? Yeah. No, you look in and then it just kills you. What a weird, weird game. The, um... I mean, I will say, my trip in the Classic... It did feel good because I felt no draw to actually return if I wasn't being paid for it. So I'm yeah, no, that's it's that's great. when you know you're actually free. That's like the the it's you know the alcoholic who can't drink anything isn't technically cured. It's the alcoholic who can take one drink and say I don't like this and put it down. That's the that's the actual cured one. Yeah, especially considering like the level of addiction I had when I did play it. And then I head towards other games now. Yeah. Like, it's a real problem the way I play some games. To completely burn them out and then get bored. Yeah, I'm also, like, just compulsively for some things, like, in general, right? And, like, I, I have that addictive personality, like, in general. It's a good thing I'm cheap, or I... Being like gambling or drugs or something. Yeah. Saved by my own um, word for being cheap. Oh yeah, so it's a Fire Emblem, right? I want to talk more about that. It's crazy good. Like there's five routes, and then like when you side with one, you get to see like part of the story, and then only when you've played all of them do you really understand the full story. Yeah, there's no... I, I tried to play some Fire Emblem, and there's no way. Matches are too... Like, battles are too long. I don't... So permadeath thing, bores me. That since the 3DS, they've made it so if you press start during something, it'll just skip it. So like, it'll skip animations and go to the next time you have player control. So if you press start during a battle, it just skips that animation for battle. Press start during an enemy turn, it just skips the enemy turn. Like, if you turn off animations and then just, like, mash start, you can just, like, power through things. The grind is so good. The, um, yeah, there's no, I, I mean, I, I gave Fire Emblem its fair share, and it seems like a good game. It's, I yeah, it's not, not for you. And the thing is, too, so I've been trying to, I've made another pass at trying to play Total War. Have you played any of the Total War, the, the more tactical versions of Civ? Uh, so my father has actually played a lot of Rome Total War. That is supposed to be one of the best. The, um... I like the game concept. I mean, we did the episode... That was Corey's favorite game. We did the episode that, not that super long time ago. But my general problem with the game is that that it's two major parts that are very different, where it's the the like resource society management and then the battle stuff. And they're both really good, but they're so different that it doesn't feel fair to win by being good at 
one of them. Because you can, if you're really good at the battle stuff, you can defeat a much stronger force. But then I look at it and go, well, why do I bother? You know, then I don't have to be yep. good on the world map because I'm outwitting the computer or, you know, outwitting my foe on the battlefield. I don't know. It, it feels like two disparate parts. It's the it's almost like the issue of like it's trying to be like a by the numbers stat thing, but then it also because it also gives you the ability to like manually control the units, then you can outmaneuver them and yeah, which like it's a weird thing to complain about because they're both done very well, like they're very good games. But you feel like it's unbalanced then. Yeah, like well, you're right. It doesn't it doesn't scratch the itch for like. In some ways, I think the game I want is a borderline statless total war, where it's all about being a general, like, commanding, like, these armies, but it's all about, it's not about the unit types, it's, like, about the maneuvering. Like, so you just infantry, cavalry, uh, like, ballistics, and you're just like, okay, you know, I've got them in my trap here, I'm going to lay trap here, ambush here, it's like... It's all about the decisions and not about, like, the perfect economy versus all this other stuff. And which might be part of the Total War games, I just don't understand them well enough to, to like, actually see that part of it. And I also suck on the battlefield. The stuff that I feel like should work, uh, I either am just not good enough at pulling off or I'm too stupid to know why it's wrong. Because I feel like, um, I'm like Hannibal's tactics of encirclement seem like, or the even the or like the Mongols, where it's you, you know, you deploy your units in like a line and then let them like retreat into like you kind of like retreat away and then meet them in the middle and have the other ones like envelop them, but that doesn't actually seem to defer any actual advantage. Yeah, and I, I think it's just because I don't understand, but like. I don't know. It might also be that I just have no idea what's going on and I'm too lazy to like look up what the systems are actually doing. I don't know. I've, like, I've had all this time to play games lately and I have not. Like, I've just been playing Counter Strike again. <laughs> And oh boy, am I. I remember a time when I was good at that game, but now I am hot. Are you become an old man? It's not even that, it's just like I'm so rusty. And it, it's a game that's old enough that the only people who play it are people who play it. Tor right? Yeah, that's the. Like, they, you know, they've played six times this week, and I haven't played three years, that sort of thing. Which I think is worse if, like, if I was new, I just like, oh, I, I just have to learn this game. But like, I remember when I was good, but I don't remember why or how. Just, just click on the heads really fast, really accurately. Yeah, I mean, there is actually a lot of really interesting, like, tactical stuff you have to think about, and like, you know, using utility items well and stuff like that. Um, but also, the, the clicking on the heads helps. And like recoil patterns and stuff that I just don't 
have the like uh, too lazy to get good essentially. I'd rather just complain. Yeah. Oh man, Ragnaros. You remember Ragnaros, don't you? Yep. I remember the time we sold the Ragnaros kill because my guild was too bad to try to finish it. Yeah, I don't understand how... Like, how did they not... Was everyone just, like, wearing tier gear? Was that the issue? No. Because, like, tier gear is really bad. People just weren't... People just wouldn't focus. All the, like... I do wonder, though, if it's... Because it did seem like... All the actual tier pieces are garbage, or almost all of them. All the best pieces are like offset pieces. It's like where people just they didn't want to walk around like clowns; they wanted to look fancy, and because of that, they didn't have. No, it, honestly, it didn't matter what the gear was. The problem was when the ads came, the people wouldn't collapse, so people would be out of range, and the the ads would be spread out. And pe people ads there 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 are no ads. We kill this thing in like forty seconds. Yeah, well, I'm not. If you kill the people who haven't killed Ragnaros, you're not killing. You're not killing them in forty seconds. I guess, but like, it doesn't take much DPS to kill Ragnaros. Like a a geared sixty, someone who goes just gets gear from dungeons can. Yeah, but the it. I mean, it's fundamentally a paying attention problem. Where right? like people are just are not focusing. So they're not DPSing as high, and they're not healing as high. You know, they're, they're getting clipped by that knockback and sent into the other room. I guess. I mean, as someone who was, like, sitting there really annoyed because I thought everything was really easy, like, anyone else who was actually paying attention, like, I don't, yeah. I still can't imagine, like, how we were in such a, like, I remember a time we it were really in... had to be something like maybe 30 people on that raid were just not doing anything, and you were trying to 10-man it effectively. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, there were, like... There was me and another shaman who were, would fight for the top of the healing meter. There was, like, the two rogues and a hunter who were fighting for DPS. And then our one good tank. Yeah. Like, we... The same group of people, there was a Karazhan I was in once where the, someone got lost coming back from the graveyard and abandoned the run. Did they fall down into the... Oh, actually, that was before the return to graveyard button, right? Uh, I don't remember. No, no, their issue was they were at the spirit healer. They could not get from the spirit healer to Karazhan. What? Someone killed themselves. So they would die and go to the graveyard so they could try to, to um, lead them back. It's, I mean, it's, it's... They're just devoting zero effort. Like, you know, they have, like, the TV on, they're talking to someone, they're, like, not looking at anything. They're doing what I'm doing now. Having a conversation and... Just, well, I... Yeah, but like you know what to do. Oh yeah, no, I'm. I still did great on Golemag. It's just right. But imagine this scenario. But now you've never watched. You've never watched a video. You've never like you haven't done it before. You've like no idea what's going on, and you're not paying attention. Why play the game that way though? I, yeah, I don't know. 
like I can understand like this is again this is the this, I'm I'm used to this because I've done it before but like I mean, those are just not hard yeah like don't oh, yeah, stand no, in the fire mechanics all you need to do is not stand in the fire blackwing lair no mechanics. Yeah, I have a lot of bad luck like with getting things done in that game. What? I remember when at seventy when we were about to clear oh. Alderman, our guild leader and ring leader just both quit the game in the same week. Oh, and Aldo Ilduar? Yes. I remember Ulduar. It was a good it was a good raid. Like and we were making great progress raid. and then they both just quit. Yeah. It was really weird. I still think it's crazy though that MMOs in general are still so persistent. What's persistent? The MMO genre. Like, oh, there's I... still games coming out there like, oh, we're gonna kill WoW. Why? I I I gotta. It's gotta be something like investors are the ones telling the company what to do, and the investors don't actually look at like the logic behind it. They just see like, oh, Activision made a bunch of money. I want to make that money too. Like they're not. Anyone, I feel like anyone with a, a trifling amount of insider information would, you know, would I mean, know. It could, it could be something where it's, it's like um, they're not actually. No one actually needs it to return. They just need the possibility so they can, like, they need to sell the idea. And because they sold the idea, they get a promotion. And then, you know, it goes all the way down the chain. Yeah. I mean, it was like a. It's like that person who canceled Deadwood on HBO. They got promotion because they saved money. But, like, they actually lost money because they canceled a good show for no reason. And I don't know how true this story is, but someone who is more reputable than me was saying that HBO just needed to, like, they just needed to cut their budget. Like, it was someone's job to save X money, so they just canceled a bunch of shows. And... She's like, oh, look, I saved all this money on the budget. And then no one looked at what that money was or, like, why it was allocated in any, you know, capacity. It's like a bunch of stuff just got the axe. I don't know if that is true, but it makes sense to me. From, like, a stupid standpoint. Yeah, it's like they're they're just looking at the numbers of, like, well, these I need to save money? Okay, I'll just get rid of the least performing shows. No, 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 you get rid of the most expensive shows, regardless of their performance, because your job does not relate to the performance of the shows. Your job yeah, is but... only the budget. Oh. Right, like, it's really easy to, you know, cancel something, even if it's doing well, if it doesn't actually reflect on you. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Like, you cancel three bad shows that cost a million dollars each to make, or you cancel a great show that takes $10 million to make. You know, so you can cancel a good show and then save $10 million, or cancel three bad shows and save $3 million, like, which looks better on a sheet of paper. I don't know. It's 
that might be too pessimistic of a worldview. The, um, but I think, but, I mean, even aside from the "you're never going to beat WoW" sort of thing, it's just there's so there are so many games that exist that the idea of a game like like WoW, where you have, you have ten thousand people on a server playing, like that's not not a viable thing in this day and age. No, uh, I mean the the thing that finally knocked out retail WoW was WoW Classic, right? Like, what that tell you? Yeah. And, you know, and that, that has, like, a, a different appeal, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, look at this new game. You know, it's, there's a, um, get, like, baggage associated with it. But, like, even good games that are relatively new don't have huge player bases. Well, I think it's... I think it's a combination of a couple things, and I think we talked about this before, the like the whole online friend group thing. Like back in the day, you needed a big group to play like online games, and now online is moving more towards either random like pickup groups with randoms and like queuing or like small groups of people you know in real life. Yeah, really there are so many tools now to just you know like I'm on like a bunch of Discord chats that are just like, Oh hey, you know, we're all playing whatever tonight, you know, whoever's around like hop on. Yeah, but like you're probably on those discords with people you're already friends with, right? Like it's yeah, not yeah. randoms. I mean, in some capacity, yeah, or like friend of a friend, that sort of stuff. Right, like and the, the tools are just so widely available to connect people to play, right? I don't know. I, I really think small scale. Like catered experiences are like the viable option. Like I think those are the interesting thing that MMOs will turn into eventually. You know, you're running a D and D. You know, essentially running a D and D campaign for 200 people. Oh, wait, there was something like this. Just this, this is like there's something was like this recently. And this is a television show. No, it was something like it was like an online game. I don't remember what was this. Was this a new game? Was this... oh no, no. Hmm. oh no! I watched a review for a game that was like that, where it was basically like small scale. You're on that server, and you're all kind of like playing roles on it. And it was like fifty-ish people. Do you remember what this game was? Space Station 13? Oh, that is... Um, yes, and that, that sounds like Space Station 13. That's, it's not an MO, though. That's like a... You play in rounds. Oh, but how long are the rounds, though? I think they're like 15 minutes. Oh, that's... Yeah, they're not, sure. you know, they're not like a week or something. This made it sound like it was like... It'd be up for like a week, and then it would reset. Maybe, maybe some servers are long. I don't... I mean, I've never played. I've, I've only seen a review of it. Um, it looks very fun if you're playing with like a group of committed people, and that's the other yeah. hard thing, right? There's very difficult to have everyone who's actually participating fully like bought in. Yeah, because like you know, the terms of, you know, if you're running like a catered like small MMO, if you have a bunch of people who just like decide they don't want to play anymore. Like ruins the whole thing. Yes. 
Like you, you would need a dedicated mechanic for how you would deal with swapping people in for the ones who aren't participating. But then also like a way to figure that out because like, like oh, you know, my power went out. I didn't play for nineteen hours. You know, it's not that I abandoned the game, right? I don't know. I, I've batted around the idea of running something like this. I never have any time. There was so much administration, like a front work to do. Well, I think that's kind of why the game don't exist, right? The the idea of like running a D and D style MMO or campaign or whatever for fifty people, like you couldn't do it in a video game because you could not create the content fast enough. Or thoroughly enough for those people. Well, no, I mean, you can, maybe I mean, like you can make it like a use modular content, dungeon, right? just like, like it's text-based. It's really no, not even text-based. Like you use modular content, and like a lot of it's just scripting, right? And you're playing with enough people that you know a lot of the world is inhabited by other humans. I mean, I'm just thinking like. I mean, as someone who runs D and D campaigns, like the administrative cost of just setting up a D, you know, a pen and paper D and D campaign, right? Like making it, you know, making NPCs like personalities, missions, enemies, goals, like all that stuff. Like that alone is time consuming. You know, now tie that to uh, like an infrastructure. Yeah. You know, one day, one day, I have all the tools, right? Oh, actually, you know what I have been doing other than playing games? I've been uh, working on a small personal project. But... Is this a 2D, like, free lunch-esque no. thing that I put a bunch of work into and you abandoned? No, no. This is a board game. Oh, okay. But I'm not talking about it yet because I don't want to fall into the trap you just, of, you know... You just brought it up. You talk about it and no, then see, you this is the perfect. It. This is the perfect place to, like... You're talking about it to brainstorm to like generate more thought about it, not the like, oh hey, I'm doing a thing and like that's the end of the sentence. I'm I'm not prepared to talk about it yet. We can talk about it. I've already done. I will say this: I have play tested it once with one other person, and then I'm working on the the version two or the one point one or whatever you want to call it. But, but this is the like worst case of the. Right? You're saying like, oh, you know, you don't want to talk about it until you're like actually doing it to be like. No, I don't want to talk about it until I have something else to show. Like, I'm, as I get more to show, I'm going to expand out the circle of people I tell it to. You just told. Oh, all right. No, you, you're going to love this. Just wait. I'm going to hate it, aren't I? Uh, actually, yes. You personally would probably hate this game. Although, funnily enough, I, normally this would be the kind of game I wouldn't like either. Just, just tell me what kind of game it is. No, so it's a surprise. No, I. Hey, All right, so remember was... the, how I mentioned the the Dokapon Kingdom board game? Like, make a board game that plays like Dokapon Kingdom. Yeah, me and Paul talked about it a bunch. Yeah, it's it's that. Okay. It actually plays pretty well. Why? Okay, well, let, let's take it. So, okay, a Dokapon Kingdom board game, but like, what what are you trying to capture? The, the chaos. The uh, 
like the the, like, the, the chaos, the randomness, the like the fifty fifties of like oh if I attack and he counters I win, but if he defends I survive. If I strike and he counters I die. You know that the mental anguish. Okay, I mean that you read the the oh, there's a word for that. What's it called? Yomi, Gyom, right? Just the the like rock paper scissors mechanics. Yeah. Um, I mean that's not chaotic. Like that's that's good. That's not the bad part of Dokapong. No, that's I didn't say it was bad. I said it's mental anguish. So you just want to recreate a good rock paper scissors system? Yeah. We're gonna leave out all of the like darkling and teleport. To oh, yeah, there's the no world. darkling. It's a there's a lot of simplified mechanics. Like for instance, you draw an enemy from like the deck, and just there's the stats right there. But then to simulate like enemies getting stronger, there's like enemy affix cards. So like later in the game, you draw an additional card and slide it like next to the enemy, and like the the stats splay. So like the enemy's HP is like its base plus whichever card you draw, and then like it gives it some, like, randomness. Like, oh, this card gives it plus one HP, plus one attack. This one gives it plus one magic, plus oh, one like, HP. Oh, right, like, this is a level three monster, so, so draw three effects from the deck and add them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's good. But then, like, some of them are also, like, this enemy, instead of getting HP, it gets rending strikes, which is, like, chance on attack to footsore you. You know, this one gets poison strikes, chance on attack to poison you. Uh, you know. Yeah. It's fun. Okay, but why is this... A... Dokapon game then? If you're leaving out all the bad stuff from Dokapon. I'm leaving out all the dad, bad parts of Dokapon? No, no, I'm saying, but like, right, no, if you're doing no Darkling and no, like, I teleport you to the dark with, like, a, the Shadow Zone or whatever. From... Oh, you mean the, the the grief magic? No, there's plenty of that. No. Yeah, no, it's, it's swapping and Kamirin and griefing. Yeah, yeah. How, how many Stealing hours do you think towns? you've played Dokapon for? I've probably played at least 200 hours of Dokapon. And how many games have you finished? One, but only because we were playing with a person who had no investment in the game, so he just forced the end of the game, even though he was losing, just because he's like, well, you got me to sub in, so I'm just going to end the game. I mean, that's the right move. Right, but like... But also, there's no. enough grief stuff in Dokapon that even if you're losing, you could end up winning by endgame because everyone else, because all the winners are like targeting each other. So the the op the really the problem the problem with Dokaban is that the optimal strategy once Africa unlocks is to stop playing the game and just farm that loop near the shop and the bank space that just lets you continuously upgrade your towns to max because a maximum upgraded town is worth so much money you just max out your towns max out the ones that are worth your ca your castles in if you've already claimed a castle dump all your extra money into that castle and then just keep building up money that way like yeah but can't those things be stolen uh, towns can technically be stolen, but like, it's really hard. You need a charm potion, which are like rare. So yes, right. But like, they're so rare. You're not gonna. You will upgrade your towns faster than they will steal them. But they only need to steal one. Um. No, because you have a bunch of towns. Anyway, well, no, you're you're imagining they have zero. I'm saying if, if they're just in second place. Oh, 
Well, I, I'm saying it, what's going to happen is no one will like. No one will try to beat the game. Oh, anyway, the point being, that game's terrible. No one should play it. No, that game's amazing. Everyone should play it once and then say, wow, this game's terrible. No one I'm, should play it. I'm actually surprised you don't see it more on like charity streams, like how people desert bust for charity or whatever. So the problem is it's too long. Like you it's won't too long and it. there's too much going on where it's not like it's not yeah like someone enough. watching the game isn't gonna know what's going on it's like well, what's what I don't understand yeah yeah that's fair De right desert bus nothing happens so yeah like desert bus you can talk while doing it it's there for just the it's the thing in the background the yeah. person playing Dokuban actually does have to pay attention and like think but then like everyone else is just like. Right, and you have to be there to take your turn, otherwise the game grinds to a halt. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And also, like, depending on what you are doing on your turn, and if other people are taking long turns, you can have, uh... You can run into a system where it's like, well, okay, it's like three minutes in between my turn and my next turn, which is, like, short enough that you can't really get up and do anything, but long enough that it's, like, kind of boring... Right, there's enough dead time that still requires some, like, mental thought from people that they can't just, like... Right, because those streams are usually just, like, throwing a party and hanging out. Yeah. That's actually, that's something that, like, really bugs me. Like, the the more I notice it in games, the more it bugs me. It's when, in board games too, it's when turns are long enough that, like... They're long enough that there's stuff doing... You, they're long enough that it can be boring between, but they're short enough that you can't, like, do something in between. Like, if you had, like, a 15-minute turn in a board game, it's like, well, okay, this is just, like, I'll take my turn, I'll get up, I'll walk away. I'll go do something else, I'll come back when it's my turn. Like, not, not like I think of well, a game. I'll set like up that, a second you know game I mean? and play that while I wait for your turn to finish. I mean, I think it's valid. You still there? Yeah, I'm still there. It's not, we're about to pull a Nixia, and people are like, hey, can I get water? It's like, no. how do you not have enough water? Will you still play a mage? Of course. No, the best Shaman. class. No. That's not the best class. Isn't Hunter the best class? Um. I think Warrior's the best DPS in Classic. I don't know. They really? Yeah, so basically everyone was like kind of like playing classic wrong, and it just took like years of, for people to like min max and figure out that the way you actually play this game is to just go stack all the world buffs and then walk in and kill bosses in like twenty seconds. Unironically, like threat doesn't matter them. because it's so short. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like, you know, it was always like you look at like what the max DPS parses were in Nix Ramus, and it's like there are people pulling twice as much. DPS is that now. There are people that on like some fights they can have four thousand DPS. It's like, oh my god, that was higher than Brutalis parses in BC. And a part of that is also BC didn't have world buffs that gave you five percent crit or twenty percent attack speed or something stupid. Twenty percent attack speed? I don't know, that was just be throwing out numbers. No, I haven't looked at no But like everything stacks though in classic, so it's like, well you have your Ani buff. And you have your Songflower buff, and you have your Darkmoon Fair buff, and you got this, and you yeah, got Yeah, but that. I thought you only had 16 buff slots. Or 8 buff slots, or whatever. Um, 16. 
I guess that's enough. Yeah. You just don't take any of the dumb things like fortitude. Or, you know, intellect or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man, we're what were we 18 manning Anixia. Is it normally 40? It used to be a 40, but it's easier to just split your rate up into two groups of 20. Yeah. Except sometimes you don't quite have 40, so 18. And that really was also easy. a very easy fight, just don't get knocked into the fucking whelps. Yeah, don't pull aggro. Don't get knocked into the whelps. Be a hunter. Yeah. Yeah, that is one thing I'm looking forward to once, you know, the, the Burning Crusade classic, if slash when it comes out, getting Invis back. Now, do they do they not have a release date for that? No. They they sent out that, like, survey to people. Like, hey, how would you want a Burning Crusade classic to be if it was a thing? Oh, so it's definitely coming, though. Yeah, obviously. I mean, why wouldn't you? No, I, I know. I, well, but, like... I guess the difference between we know it's going to happen just from logic versus oh they're already like playing yeah. it. They, they sent out a survey. Maybe the results of that survey will make it look like no one wants to play. That said, the one thing I'm thinking is uh, I don't know if I'd want a system where like you have to upgrade you can't, your account. Well, I want to copy a character over. I don't want I don't want to lose my character that I leveled. Oh, there's because... no way. There's no way they'll let you duplicate a character. I, you you know that much about Blizzard. Yeah, but like, I put so much time into it. like. Yeah, they want the people... you to put more time into it. Right, but the problem with that is it will kill classic if you do that because half the people will take the upgrade over to Burning Crusade, and half the people will just say, "Well, okay, I'm staying in classic." You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they'll probably just offer you that you could buy a character. Oh, you can buy, like, a pre-leveled? Yeah, like, buy a level 60. Because that way, like, I mean, oh, you can I, you, know, you pick new Yeah, because, like, half the fun to. of an expansion is the starting out in Hellfire, everyone's leveling at once, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would be okay with that. I would even, I mean, I'd prefer it if I could even pay to buy my own character, because I already have Polymorph Turtle. I don't want to have to refarm that. Yeah, but, but you know. I, I don't imagine... I don't know. I'm just trying to imagine what, like... I mean, it's a guessing game. Blizzard could do anything. Yeah, I mean, it seems like their... Uh, their what's it called? Like, their classic team is doing a good job of, like, making the game... Like, they made sure there were no changes for the most part. Like, they weren't trying to do massive, wild changes. They were trying to make the game good for the players. I'll be interested to see what the decision ends up being. I definitely won't yeah. play it. <laughs> but I would be interested. I still can't believe it was as successful as it was. Classic? or Yeah, yeah I mean, it's... Nostalgia it was originally successful. I don't think it's nostalgia. I think, because I mean, I didn't play Classic. I played Burning Crusade first, but I'm liking but, Classic. I mean, you have nostalgia for Burning Crusade and for like the concepts. I guess you like you're not fresh to WoW is my point. No, I am not fresh to WoW, but it's at least it's enjoyable. It's still tickling that same itch. I gave it a try. I played it under the best possible circumstances. It's games turning on.